welcome back to the Delaware Boys Nice Football Podcast. Ryan, say what's up to the people, baby. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, took a week off. Kind of regret taking that week off, but here we are again. <clears throat> Trying to stay in our role, but we had some complications last week. But here we are, back on a regularly scheduled Tuesday night. Got to be back. Um, today, simple as it could be, we're doing a week six recap. We're going to cover some of the stuff we didn't last week. Um, ready to roll. Steven? Uh, yeah, the difficulties on my part. My wife had finals, so school comes before football, unfortunately, when it comes to this. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, she passed her finals, though, so we can also say that, yeah. But Ryan and I are back today, and we'll be back Saturday for our start sit. Um, so expect us to see us there. But, you know, we're going into week seven, so let's look at week six. Um I'm not going to lie to you. There were some ugly games um, that we, we're going to get to. There was some ugly football played. And then uh, the injuries keep on keep on piling up. It gets split. worse every week. gets worse every week. And the sad part is such a contact sport like this, they're not going to stop. So, Unfortunately. Adapt or die. Yeah, you just got to pray every week that, you're, that your pieces make it out of the uh, – out of the week a lot. Yeah, man. You you gotta you gotta stay close with the fantasy gods or I don't know, man. It's tough out here. So as I turned on the 930 game, I watched the Ravens play the Titans. You know, no problem. Cool. Ravens win 24-16. But the biggest takeaway from this game, the Ravens were in the red zone. Seven times. All seven times they got to the 10-yard line and in. Not just the 20, the 10 and in. They walked away with one touchdown out of these seven red zone possessions. Mm-hmm. And it was on a 10-yard scramble drill to Zay Flowers, where Lamar drops in the pocket, has to roll to his left, finds Zay Flowers, and he scores. So my point is here, Gus Edwards just stopped three times within the five-yard line. Lamar Jackson is stuffed twice. You have the Zay Flowers. You have the yep. Zay Flowers touchdown. Guys, first one's first one first career. First down, right? And then you have Mark Andrews missed on a missed on a connection to Mark Andrews. The score. The Ravens worse. The Ravens should have scored 50. Should should have been way worse. If you right. if you still play with kickers and you own Justin Tucker. You started off pretty damn well. <laughs> right, 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 right. And and congratulations. And obviously, a dub's a dub. Travel across the pond by all means. Cool. Right. But again, Lamar carried the load. You know what I mean? 30 pass attempts, 13 carries, 62 yards. Uh, leading receiver in the game was Mark Andrews at 69 yards. It wasn't a whole lot that stood out. I mean, the Ravens moved the ball. But then when you play the Titans, the bend don't break mentality. You know, I mean, they give up one touchdown on the day. The rest is, as we know, field goals. <laughs> um, there's not much excitement to say about the about the Tennessee Titans. Let's be honest. I mean, Tannehill was eight to 16, 76 yards and a pick. Derrick Henry looked efficient, though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Derrick Henry is the only bright spot. The yeah. only bright spot. Yeah. Tajay Spears had a 48 yard catch. I mean, I mean, that's cool. But I mean, there's that not a, whole such lot. a that was such a broken play though that like 
Because that play was all messed up when Tajay got that plan. But no, uh, yeah, the only good performance, I think, on maybe either side. I mean, Zay Plaz gets his first touchdown, but I think, like, the biggest impact is probably Derrick Henry at this whole game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mark Andrews had 70 yards. Fair. Um, 17 yards for catch. That's kind of the impressive part of Mark Andrews. I won't lie to you. It's Mark doing Mark things. Mark was targeted like eight times in the game, got missed quite a few times, especially one in the end zone, whatever. Who It is what it is. I think it was just the one in the end zone that like really but, hurts. But it is what it is. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an impressive game. It was very it was a it was a sloppy it was a sloppy game on the Ravens' part. Uh, they didn't execute anything in the red zone. Um, and when you pay a guy two hundred fifty million dollars, you expect production. Obviously, I know it's a W. It's a twenty four sixteen W. That's cool. But if I'm John Harbaugh, I'm not. I'm not happy. Not happy. No. I'm not happy with the execution at all. It was. It was an ugly game in the red zone for the Ravens. They moved the ball all day, and then nothing. Yeah. Any concern on Lamar Jackson? You think it's just kind of a rough game? No, no concern. Yeah. Okay. I mean, as long as Lamar's on the field, Lamar's one of the most dynamic players in fantasy football. He's That's getting thirteen. True. He's getting thirteen carries. He's out here throwing the ball thirty times. Um, yeah. I expected. You know, I mean, you expect more in a Todd Munkin scheme. Um, the the passing plays have not come to fruition yet. Lamar still doing Lamar things. On top of that, remember the wide receiver core truly didn't upgrade. Right. Um, Odell hasn't played. Odell is a waste of eighteen million dollars. We've said that from the jump. Hey, hey. I'm sorry. It's not Odell. It's not your. It's not the Giants. Odell. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a totally different guy. Um, but didn't he leave that game hurt as well? No, he played. Okay. Um, Andrews is Andrews. Zay Flowers is good, like Zay Flowers. Um, Aguilar, okay. Bateman, okay. Um, and let's be honest, the run game, there's really not a whole lot of juice. Gus Edwards looks – Gus Edwards, not a lot of juice there. Honestly, Justice Hill looks like the more – looks like the running back with more juice, to be honest. Even though Gus, Air, Gus Edwards is seeing 15 carries, some involvement in the passing game, Justice Hill looks like he's got more juice. Uh, again, the Ravens' offense is on Lamar's shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. I think the rush game that you just touched on, I think it's just a wash. I don't, I don't like any of it. Just, Justice Hill or Gus Edwards stresses me out. And then on top of that, like Zay Flowers is kind of stepping it up. You're starting to see some things out of him that like you want to see. But outside of that. Aguilar doesn't move the needle. I don't know. He doesn't really have a lot to pass to. That, that's still that's still the case. It's it's Andrews and it's Zay, and then everything else is rough. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. So, is there anything that stood out to you in the one o'clock games? So I'll be honest with you. I had to work a full shift. I missed a lot of games last week. Sadly. Okay. Um, I normally work till three. I got stuck working all the way till four thirty, so I missed all the okay. one o'clock games. So, so the big thing to me that stands out about the one o'clock game is the quick turnaround on Sundays for the Thursday. Uh, Trevor Lawrence left knee injury, questionable for Thursday night. Um, that's going to be a preview into our Thursday night, our Thursday night game here, obviously. But that's something that you we really need to monitor here as well. 
Um, we are going into week seven as well. So I do want to talk about this. Christian Kirk has outscored Calvin Ridley through the first six weeks of the year. Yeah. What's, so, what's, <laughs> I'm still listen. I'm still a Ridley guy, man. I mean, it's it takes time, dude. You can't just like not play football for like a year and a half and then come back golden. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. You obviously so, have that like connection going already with Christian Kirk and Tebow. You saw that last year, right? Um, and I'm not. And I'm not saying. I think it's that still. Christian, you just I'm need not, more time with Ridley. Is all I'm trying to say. I'm not completely done on Ridley yet. I'm not saying you need to be done, but I am saying that the tamper or that the, the sky high expectations that we had put in place were a little unrealistic at this point. Yeah. We're talking about back in second, early third for Cal or for Ridley when he was going in the sixth round in the summer, like early summer. And Christian yeah. Kirk fell to like ninth round. Like that's crazy to me. I mean, back to back years, you get this like extreme value on Christian Kirk, which is crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then the dude was wide receiver 14 last year on a finish. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that, on I top think a lot of that, of people expected. I'm sorry. I just think a lot of people expected, you know, you get this Calvin Ridley guy, he comes in. You saw him with Atlanta. Like he he's capable of playing elite wide receiver ball. So I think most people are like, okay, well, Ridley's guy now. They went out and got him. But I think they feel to realize Christian Kirk, a little more real than I'd like to imagine, to be honest. He'll never live up to the contract. Right, right. Yeah. He's playing good football. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to make him live up to that contract. I'll be honest. Uh, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Doing their, they're doing their best, man. You know who else <laughs> is really good at football? Who? Fill me in. Travis Etienne. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Not where I thought you were going with that. I don't know where I thought you were going, but not Etienne. But no, he is another, another two touchdown game. I was about to another say back two touchdown game. And it wasn't the prettiest. I mean, obviously, you know, it was under four yards of carry, 18, 18 totes for 55 yards. But you know, the Colts aren't the Colts are no slouch on the defensive side of the ball. They're not, they're no slouches. Um, but again, he made his presence known. He he made his presence known. He is the overall leading fantasy scorer for the Jacksonville Jaguars this season. Where's Tank Bigsby at? Where's Tank Bigsby? Where, where's Tank Bigsby? Someone someone fill me in what he's doing. I'm looking at it right now. He had three carries, two yards. <laughs> this is the guy supposed to be hawking touchdowns and yards from Travis Etienne. It was it was never Tank Bigsby. Um also too, there is word. Uh just speaking of the Colts. Uh so another injury that happened. Earlier, and we didn't know if he was going to come back and play, but it's official. Anthony Richardson is getting surgery on his uh, shoulder sprain, his AC sprain. Um, so it is Gardner Minshew for the rest of the year. Um, huge upside. We did drop our waiver wire article. Uh, huge upside. 20 targets in the two starts for Gardner Minshew for Josh Downs. Yep. Huge waiver wire addition if he's still available. I think you said he was available in 50% of the leagues at the last time you looked. He got a 50-50 shot. Now, like I said, I've mentioned in the article, not stoked about this week. They're playing the Browns. Yeah. They're probably going to get crushed. But once you get past the Browns, I think Josh Downs could be a consistent guy. I mean, Gardner Minshew is throwing the ball. He's throwing the ball. Yeah. That just creates so many 
opportunities for so many receivers. And then I think Josh Downs is obviously the two in this team, and it's it's going to keep rolling. Minshew loves him. Uh, yeah. Pittman is the one for sure. But I'm I'm still willing to throw going forward if you're in a in a bind, throw Josh Downs in the lineup. Yeah, another. Uh... Another guy we were talking about, he was going outside the top 20, 20, 25 wide receivers. Michael Pittman here playing at wide receiver 13. Another huge, he's playing out, he's playing outstanding this year. Um, he's only found the end zone once, though, but the yardage. I mean, we're talking about a guy, you know, we're pushing, yeah. we're pushing multiple double digit target games, high, high floor games, high floor games. Ceiling, obviously, with the low amount of touchdowns scored, the ceilings are, you know, it's a little it's a little lower of a ceiling, but the dude's floor is safe. Michael Pittman's playing outstanding football right now. Another 100-yard game last week, nine, nine catches. Please, 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 if you have Pittman, you need to start Pittman. Pittman. Start Pittman. He, yeah. He's got to – you got to start Pittman. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that, too. I actually sat him this week. Uh, I'm more of out of spite than anything. I'm not a big Pittman guy, but I think going forward, he's going to sit in that flex spot for me. I got him in it. I think for the most part, you get him with great value this year. So, yeah, throw him out there. That's the kind of thing you need. I mean, he had 14 targets last week on Gardner Mission, throwing the ball 55 times. It's the opportunity's there for Pittman. It's there. It is there. Um, Jonathan Taylor, before we move on. You gotta remember too, man. The dude did not practice all off season. Like, you know, this was coming. Uh, you have to take it slow with your star. There's no reason. You know, I mean, this is a huge investment. Yeah. It's a huge investment, buddy. But I mean, the thing about it is this: heavily utilizing the receiving game. Five catches for 46 yards. Heavily right. utilizing in the receiving game. He's the better running back. He had more. He had more carries than Zach Moss last week. It. it he's still getting into game speed. Mm-hmm. By what are we in week seven? I mean, I expect the same realistic thing that happened his rookie year. By week ten, balling. I expect it. We won't see him play with AR this year. It's unfortunate, but That's, hey, guess what? That hurts. He's here. He's here for the long haul. AR's here for the long haul. I'm excited. Um. More traditional schemes now with Gardner. Obviously, Gardner doesn't offer you that elite athletic upside that Anthony Richardson does. Anthony Richardson does, but I think I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Just relax. Jonathan Taylor didn't just keel over and die. We're that good. Didn't we're good. <laughs> we're good. And, and I'll keep preaching this: is like we saw Zach Moss be very efficient in this offense. So like, it's it's coming for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it's coming. Because he's a far better running back than Zach Moss. It, it's it's rough. So one game that I want to talk about, the only bit of the 1 o'clock games that I got to actually watch my lunch break was Miami versus Carolina. Now, when I was watching, it was 14-0 to Carolina. Yeah, this is the game I want to talk about, too. This is a huge game. Okay. This is a fun game. Yeah, I saw it. I saw 14-0, and I had to double do a double take when I turned it on. Um, and it just scored – their second touchdown to Adam Thielen. And I checked maybe like an hour later and Miami's already taken taken over. It's this Miami offense is crazy. So can I speak on the Carolina Panthers before we continue? Yeah. A. A. 
Miles Sanders is no longer a starting running back. Yeah, God, it's sad. Chubba Hubbard is officially a starting running back for the Carolina Panthers coming out of the bye week. Unless miraculously Miles Sanders gets healthy and does some Miles Sanders type things from Philadelphia. Yeah. <clears throat> B. These last two weeks, Bryce Young has looked really good. I don't know if I'll term use the term really good. Really but good. He's looking better every standards. week. I'll, I'll give him Remember. he's playing better every week. Remember, last week 70% completion percentage played solid. Yep. This week, no turnovers. Touchdown, puts his team up 14-0. It's starting to look more poised every week. A lot of people were fading Bryce early, and that's what I hate. In this, in this part of it, it's a long game. Stroud far exceeded expectations from the time that he started through his first pick last week, but we'll get into that. But what I'm saying is this. Yeah. Tough Miami team. You're on the road. You come in. You start out 14-0. Granted, they then go up 28-14. 21 points in a quarter. And they didn't look back. So And they didn't look back. No. So, no. but the thing is, like, before we've, we tampered move on, expectations. we've tampered expectations for Bryce. But the last yeah. two weeks, Bryce looks significantly better. Going into a bye week, we get the rookie clash. We get to watch him play C.J. Stroud. It'd be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game. Fun game. The Panthers get to see, did they mess up or did they not mess up? I don't think they messed up. Um, you know, I'm a big Bryce Young truther, always have been. Stroud, by far, has outseeded my expectations. No question. Sure. Yeah. But it's way too early to determine. Way too early to determine. Kind of like uh, good old Burrow and Herbie, huh? Look, bro. <laughs> If you want to talk about Monday night, I'm sorry to tell you, Burrow's resume, it's Burrow. Sorry, um, I, sorry. I don't agree. But, um, but I, I mean, before we Burrow, move on. Burrow bro, says bro, I Before, no. Before uh, we move on, I mean, we talk about Dolphins all day. We, we talk about them every week in that crazy offense. But just, just a quick, like, 10 seconds of show light for Adam Thielen, who's absolutely playing out of his mind so far. I mean, what, another game, 13 targets. You got 11 catches, 115 yeah. yards. I mean, PPR monster. This guy's probably saving a lot of people's seasons out there. Yeah. So I want to say, did you have it on your fantasy bingo card that Adam Thielen was a top five wide receiver? Yeah, I put that in my, my league chat. No, <laughs> top, he's, not, he's top five right now. Top five. That's He is number four on the player rater at wide receiver. That's wild. That's absolutely insane. Also, too, speaking of the of the Dolphins, can we just talk about their versatility as well? Um, in this game, they scored 42 points. Yep. But the balance, they have 33 rushing attempts in this game. Mostert went for two touchdowns on 115 yards on 17 carries. Then you, I mean, then you have other various players getting touches. Tua only threw the ball thirty-one times. Yeah, yeah. It's an efficient offense. It's a beautiful offense to watch. They're averaging almost five hundred yards a game. Yeah, they're the number one rushing and passing team. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so fun. So now you get to see. I can't wait for this game. 
I can't wait for week seven when you get to, I get to see Philly in Miami. You get to see power versus speed. It's gonna be such a fun game. It's about to be I can't game. wait for that. That's gonna be that's that's, that's, that's probably gonna be the game of the week for me. Um, I'm I'm pumped up. But yeah, no, nah, just like I don't know, dude. I think like I don't want to take anything away from Raheem Mostert or Tua Tonga, anything away from these guys. Like the, obviously they're massive talents, but I think the true mastermind here is 100% Mike McDaniel. He's like an evil nerd out here, just like cooking up plays. He, he looks he, like you. He looks it, just like yeah. You. He looks like me. You right. <laughs> but no, it's it's crazy. The things he draws up. That like watching this offense is so much fun. I mean, you got Tyree oh, Hill with probably the most explosive receiver we've seen in our lifetimes. Like it, just out there playing out of his fucking mind every week. 160 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Raheem Mostert. 31 years old, by the way, out here tearing winning up leagues, bro. Winning leagues. It's 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 this is crazy. Bro, it's, did you see the did you see the segment today on ESPN? Stephen A was talking about how Tua throws the ball two yards to Tyreek and he takes it 50 to the house. Meanwhile, on the segment, he's got Tua throwing the ball 50 yards downfield. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think you know, the crazy part is I have to go back and look, but I think Tua. Just just specifically to Tyreek has four touchdown passes over 40 yards. Wouldn't surprise me. In the air, just four. I know, I know he beat Pat Sertan for that one. That was 50, maybe 60. He beat he beat um Carolina DB for 40. I mean, I know he's got at least three or four. That's crazy to me. He's over 800 receiving yards, and we're in week six going to yeah. week seven. Yeah. He is on pace for 2,300 receiving yards. Yeah, and what like 21 touchdowns, something like that. I think I saw 17. 17. 17? Okay. But still, no, that's that's insane. I mean, we're talking like never seen this before, ever. I mean, take away, take away that we play one more week and he's probably still on pace for like 2,000, a little bit over 2,100. Through his 16th game, his 16th game this year going to week 17. Normal standard schedule week 16. There can't be an asterisk beside it because he's going to have over 2,000 yards. Yeah. In that week, at this pace, at this pace, yes, yeah. Um, so the biggest like upset game of obviously the one o'clock slate, my man PJ Walker draws the start and takes down the San Francisco 49ers, the best team who I have slated in the NFL overall, the best team in the NFL, yeah. Now, granted. There's a little bit of an asterisk here. but we'll... There's an asterisk here. Actually, there's not an asterisk because I'm going to tell you what. Trent Williams came out and stated, Miles Garrett is a Hall of Famer. There was a stat that showed that Miles Garrett beat Trent Williams on 33% of his passing, of his rushes. Like, you know, and that was crazy to me. Wow. Trent Williams said he's never wow. seen anybody wow. do that. Yeah. Wow. When Trent Williams gives you credit. You're doing something know. right. Yeah, for sure. Um, they played elite football. Um, obviously, I know Debo got hurt. I know McCaffrey got hurt. I get it. But I do want to say this. It is it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. It's football. And I will tell you this. I don't know how long McCaffrey's out, but they said he avoided a major setback. Could be playing Monday night. He could miss week seven. Okay. Uh 
gonna be honest with you. If McCaffrey's not on the field, this offense gets a little worse. McCaffrey, yeah. I mean, dude, it's yeah. been what 14 straight games. McCaffrey scored a touchdown since he's joined the 49ers. It's something yeah. nuts. It's nuts. He is the engine that makes it go. And Brock Purdy, honestly, let's be honest. I know he, I know he's looked, you know, he's looked very good in his stint in San Francisco. But on Sunday, he looked he looked normal. He looked below. He didn't look normal. He looked bad. I'll he, say he, it. That's what I'm saying. He looked he he didn't play up to par. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I just like to go back to the whole Christian McCaffrey thing. You're, this offense 100% changes with McCaffrey out. I mean, he takes away so much away attention from the other weapons they have. You also have a game where Debo goes down. So I think until CMC gets back, could be this week, could not be this week. We don't, we don't know. But it would be a real true test for Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm with only Ayuk and Kittle as legitimate parts of this offense. Um, so we'll see going forward. But just like I don't want to really credit this to P.J. Walker, first of all. I like to give this win to the Cleveland defense. It's absolutely insane how good this defense is. Looking at it on paper, I would never have told you this is the number one defense. Um, it's it, – that it's a beauty to watch. And Miles Garrett, kind of like the engine that runs the San Francisco 49ers offense, Miles Garrett runs the engine for the Browns defense. I mean, they are dogs out there. I was looking up stats for the waivers, and they allow 10.4 points per game to wide receivers. Not just the wide receiver one, two, three, down the line. No, I'm talking every, all of them combined for 10 points on average. They're absolute monsters. Yeah, they're solid. I mean, I mean, look, man, I got to play them twice. <laughs> they're solid. We beat them once. <laughs> but you got to remember, too, man, like, they, they've they done it right. And, like, I'm not going to say that I agree with the, the Deshaun Watson contract, but they built the O-line up front. They've built the defense. I mean, you add Zadarius Smith to play alongside Miles Garrett. You have – you have a number one DB in the backfield in Denzel Ward. You have, you know, Awusu Akamura, the linebacker, who's finally looking like a great pick. You know, I mean, there's so many pieces on this defense that stand out. They're tough. Right. They're tough. It is what it is. Another 100-yard game for Amari Cooper as well. So I just want to point that out as well. Um, huge game. It's just It was a fun game to watch. I really enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, I wish could have, wish could have seen some of it. Um. So there's two four o'clock games I want to talk about here. Hey. Oh, by the way, my asterisk for that previous game, sorry, was they Moody just pushed that field goal. He did. He did. He he pushed rookie it. rookie in big time situation. He pushed it. Missed twice. That's it. He missed twice. So I do want to talk about this team as well. Can we give credit to Detroit, bro? Oh, I was going to – yeah, absolutely. Let's give For credit sure to Detroit. Can. Let's give credit to Detroit. Not on the top of the fact that they're averaging 28 points per game in the NFL. They're playing as a top five defense. Top five passing defense and top five rushing defense. They are playing elite football. And I want to tell you this. 
Me and you, we watched the football game on Monday night. We watched C.D. Lamb play very well. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you now, I am to the point where Amonra St. Brown is about to be my dynasty wide receiver three. I am there. I, I'm there. So I already have him ahead of C.D., but I don't know if I'm ready to put him over A.J. Brown yet. I still have him sitting there at four. But, no, I mean, absolute monster. And Jared Goff continues to look his way. Is I hate this fact, but out of all the receivers that came out the last few years, Amonor is probably one of the ones I gave the most pushback to, and I was so, so wrong about him. Um, He's just absolutely nuts. He's nuts. I, he's not to be reckoned with. And Jared he's Goff's not. got a real one. I mean, maybe even with – I will go as far as to say without – a monitor. I don't know if Jared Goff's playing like Jared Goff is. Dude, but think about like Jameson Williams in this game catches a 45-yard touchdown. Sam Laporta, who we have seen become a flashing star at the tight end position in our eyes, is on the field. Uh, yeah. Monty gets hurt in this game, but the combination of Monty, Jameer Gibbs, however you want to look at it, top five O-line. Honestly, I'm going to say the best O-line in football. I just say top five to be, you know, to – Take it back a little bit. They're the best line in football. There's no need for them to draft a QB. Yeah, Jared Goff's playing good football. Keep it riding. Yeah, I mean it's just continue to build around with <laughs> the that. This is like just keep adding to the defense with this right. team. Like, yeah, dude, Aiden Hutchinson is blossoming into a star in front of our eyes. Jack Campbell, stud. You know, what I mean, just keep adding to that unit. But, dude. Monter St. Brown's real, bro. <laughs> he's real. No, he's very, very, very real. Um, one thing I want to touch on, Monty goes down, right? Mm-hmm. So you would think, you know, they kind of see – they kind of see Jameer Gibbs, I guess, as like the gadget guy in the backfield. Um, that being said, you would imagine that Craig Reynolds uh, kind of steps into the Montgomery role. I don't, I'm not going anywhere near Craig Reynolds. I know he's on the top of some of the waiver wires. It feels like a trap to me. Last week, 10 carries, 15 yards. That's – no. I think this might be – if if Jameer Gibbs goes, this could be Gibbs' chance to really, like, be what he's I'm, supposed to be. I'm going to be honest with you. You're going into Baltimore. I see a heavy, heavy – passing load for Jared Goff in this game. A lot of passing. Okay. I really do. I mean, their offense is healthy 90% of the time here. I mean, you're looking at it. You got Jameson who's, who's you know, now he's back. Laporta's here. St. Brown's here. Gibbs should be healthy with a hamstring. I don't know. We'll see. Right. I mean, I do expect Dan Campbell – to obviously run the ball. I'm not saying he's not gonna run the ball, but right. when you don't have your when you don't have your lead back, you know, what I mean game plan is rough. Right. Game plan yeah. Um the last 430 game I would like to talk about. Eagles get upset in the Meadowlands. Eagles <laughs> get upset. By the wrong team. By the wrong, wrong New York team. By the wrong team. But I mean, to be honest here, it wasn't a pretty game for Jalen Hurts. 
I was about to say this this game feels one hundred percent like a just a off choke game out of Jalen Hurts. I mean three interceptions. Hate to see it. Uh I mean I'm looking at his numbers. He played a really bad game considering he was only sacked twice. Um Yep. Fifty four QBR, fifty nine point five quarterback rating this game. I gotta put this game on Jalen Hurts. This game's on Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta remember they were up fourteen three. They let they it go. 14, and they lose and then seventeen unanswered. Um yeah. and it wasn't pretty I mean, it wasn't pretty for the Jets. It wasn't pretty. This wasn't a good game for either team. If Greg Zerlin had a hell of a game. Greg Zerlin had a hell of a game. <laughs> Brees Hall, I mean, you know, last, you know, minute 45 on the clock, puts ices the game, puts one in the end zone. Solid from Brees Hall, obviously. Uh, granted, we know you're playing the Eagles. They're tough against the run. Let's, let's not get it twisted. Garrett Wilson did have 90 yards in the game. So, I mean, I'm not going to say he, he's been – He's been heavily in, targeted from Zach Wilson, so that's something that we want to see from a guy who's been drafted so high. Obviously, right. me and you have talked about it. He's not going to live up to his ADP that he was projected in the offseason, but he's still he's still playing solid. No, I think once Rodgers goes down, four plays into the season, breaks my heart, by the way, um, that Wilson wasn't going to be the guy he thought he was going to be. I mean, you go from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson, that's it, and. That, hey, but did you see Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball? I don't I don't want to – no, he's not going to – he's not playing this year, dude. I'm telling you, man, if they sneak into the playoffs, man, Aaron Rodgers might play. Yeah, sneak into the playoffs. Good luck with that with Zach Wilson. Hey, man, they just beat Philly. We'll see what they got. But. Also, too, can we talk about this, this game, this, like, stretch that A.J. Brown's on? I mean, these last four weeks, nothing less than 127 receiving yards, like playing out of his mind. Yep. Yep. You know what's actually really sad? Um, and this is just goes to, like, so much recency bias in um, fantasy football. It's just the sole fact that, like, A.J. Brown, those first two weeks, obviously off to a slow start, Devontae Smith kind of looked like he was, like, 50-50 type thing. Um my brother did a startup draft, and A.J. Brown slipped into the middle of the third round just because he was off to a slow start. Um, and I, I bet every single draft. one of them was kicking themselves. I was in that draft. Huh? I was in that draft. I don't understand, dude. Like, that's – like, don't trust the reasons he buys you, man. God, it kills people so much. <laughs> to be fair, I drafted two QBs in a super flick, so – but AJ Brown's playing lights out ball. Yeah, lights he's, out ball. he's playing crazy. So just there's that. Um, but let's recap the last Monday night game. We were like the game we were watching. So 2017 dub by Dallas. At one point, first possession of the game, Chargers go down score. Huge, you know, you know, you've seen Keenan Allen running the motion here. Uh, yep. DB doesn't follow till easy late. slip, yeah. Easy slip, touchdown. Dak, touchdown. That 30 yard scamper, touchdown. Great play. Um, but my thing is this then this game drags out, drags out, drags out, drags out, drags out. It's 10 7 game going in half, and honestly, 
Keenan Allen had what? I can't remember off the top of my head. He had 85 yards and a touchdown on seven catches on what? 12 targets, maybe 13. How many targets or how many times did Justin Herbert overthrow this ball? Keenan Allen should have had 180 yards and three touchdowns <sighs> in a day. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking at he had 11 targets. I, I think it's pretty safe to say all 11 were. You could have, if you caught all 11, who knows how many yards he would have. He overshot him on the same drive twice. Um, that hurts. But I don't know, dude. This Justin Herbert, he's so frustrating. Now, given watching the game, you get a few plays on a few drives where, like, they get the first down and it gets called back for holding, or they get the first down and it gets called back for. Uh, illegal man downfield. They did that four times in that game. So, dude, that there was a lot of laundry thrown on the field. I was. It was a very frustrating it, game to watch. I think the the numbers look a little bit worse than maybe they should be for the Chargers. Um, I'm not saying they should have won this game by any means, but I do say this: games on the line, and Justin Herbert. Coming into the game has a twenty-seven and twenty-six record in the <laughs> NFL. Back to even, baby. So over two minutes, plenty of time to win this game, and we throw a pick to seal the bitch. Yep. Hey, I will say this: Quentin Johnston, a, got <laughs> bodied by Stephon Gilmore. So bodied by Stephon yeah. Gilmore. Um, on top of that, Herbert did not progress well. Green, I know he was blitzed heavily. But Austin Eckler was in the flat, on the left flat, for about 50 yards. There was nobody anywhere near Austin Eckler. So, I know the pressure was coming. I get it. I'm, but I'm just going to say that. Um, in a real-life situation, is Justin Herbert overrated? No. Stop it. No. Please stop it, bro. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's I'm not, I'm not ready to label him overrated yet. Well, Is he he's not he's not a closer, right? But that doesn't make him overrated. He's a fine quarterback. He's also playing with a fractured finger, which may have something to do with it. I mean it's an offhand finger. Going into it's an all fan. It doesn't matter, dude. That's gonna affect your confidence when you're playing the ball. Like you're not telling me that you're gonna like play normal football when you have a whole broken finger on your other hand. Like, so if you handle the snap clean, right? The the progression from the snap to your throwing hand. Mm-hmm. After that, in what way does this affect your ability? You got defenders <laughs> coming at you. They swat that hand. You're done for even longer. All I'm saying is this, bro. I'm saying this. I love Herbert. Herbert is a fantasy darling. Uh, I just want to say he was the best quarterback for the first going into the bye, and then he has one bad game, and you're already ready to label him. I'm not. You're already him ready him. to label him overrated. Like, him make this. it make sense. I'm labeling him this 27 and 27 career starter. And we How all much know of that has happened. to do with his defense, though. And we all know what happened in the playoff game last year. I mean, that sucks. I won't deny it. Like I said, I just said he's not a closer. I don't know. He can't figure it out. He's got a long career ahead of him. Maybe he does down the line. But Phil Rivers did the same exact thing for this team, and nobody was calling Phil Rivers overrated. 
They called Philip overrated a lot. No, they, they called Eli overrated a lot before the before the Eli was overrated. That's not a lie. Anyway, um, so the last thing I want to do: panic meter. Quentin Johnson is getting very high. It's getting pretty high. It's getting rough. Now, given that you don't want to label a rookie too early, obviously things happen down the line. I mean, look at guys like Nico Collins, who took what two, three years to step into a role. Um, yeah, but Nico so, also wasn't drafted top 22, 20, you know, top 25. Right. Well, I'm not saying it looks pretty, right? I mean, obviously it looks bad. I mean, right. he's barely getting targeted. And he's not catching when he is doing the ball. So, I mean, I'm not – I don't want to put any labels on him yet because he's still got a career ahead of him. He's going to play through his rookie contract. Is it looking good right now? Hell no. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a, a 10 panic meter, but we're sitting at about a 7 right now. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, Thursday night preview. Again, we know Trevor's dealing with a uh, a knee issue. Um, if Trevor doesn't play, it is C.J. Beathard backing up Trevor. Um, not that bad of a backup. Not could terrible. Be lot, could be a lot worse. On top of that, I just want to say that, yes, the Saints defense is good. No. I just have not been impressed at all. <laughs> I will say though, Alvin Kamara has replicated, you know, multiple top ten weeks at the running back position. I know Olave has been hurt, but he's playing solid football. Um, other than that, Michael Thomas can't seem to break over eleven fantasy points a game. Rashid Shahid catches a couple forty-yard passes here and there. Uh, I don't know, man. I thought Derek Carr would do more for this offense, and he just hasn't done it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. And you really fucking, you really, really, really see it when like Alvin Kamara is getting Drew Brees level targets in this offense. Um, it's 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 rough for Derek Carr right now. Um, if Lawrence doesn't play, is anybody startable? Maybe ETN. ETN, ETN. Yeah, I think ETN's a go. I think outside of ETN, I think Evans Evan Ingram might serve as like a good safety blanket. He could be startable in tight end premium, but between the two of those, everybody else kind of scares me. Okay. So give me a pick. Are you gonna pick as if Trevor's playing or are you gonna pick as if he's not playing? Well, what's the what's the report like? Is he like actually not playing? Because if he's he's questionable. He's questionable. Assuming he plays, I think the same I mean, excuse me, I think the Jags win the game. Um he gets I hate the Saints team, to be honest with you. I don't really want to pick him either way, but if C.J. Beathard plays and starts, I think the Saints take it. I'm going to assume Trevor plays as well. So I'm going to take the Jags as well. Yeah. Now, granted, this could blow up in my face. <laughs> it could. It really could. Just saying. Um, other than that, man, just a nice little week six recap. Just jump into the week. Um, we did, we will be doing a start sit on Saturday. I did go back and look at our start sit from the other, from the other day and we did pretty good. No, we did pretty no, good. We, we did really good. 
outside of telling almost everybody to start to sit Trevor Travis Etienne. Yeah, we did. We did tell some people to to sit Etienne. That was a mistake. And I'll that's fair. That. That's fair. I'm willing to eat that. But, but other than that, other than that, we did pretty good. We did. And I told you the Bills matchup scared me. I did. Fair enough. But other than that, it was a pretty solid week. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like one week is always one one guy that gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So, um, other than that, man, is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, no. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Uh, thanks for listening, for real. Like, that's – I can't stress that enough. We appreciate you. We're trying to grow something here. Um, we made it this far, and we're going to continue to push. Um, so come along with the journey. And if you're here on YouTube, whatever it may be, uh, hit subscribe. Yards Per is blowing up. Uh, shout out to Alex and the team over there. They're doing great things. And, uh, yeah, pretty, feeling pretty good. If you need to check your waiver wires for this week, we have – me and Steven have an article there covering our top waiver, waiver week. White waiver? wire ads excuse yeah. me um so check that out on rpo.com rpofootball.com yep we produce a weekly article every tuesday comes out um this week was a little tough six teams on by it's a little hard to find some gems uh but on that note <clears throat> on that note yards per rpo again we appreciate the platform it's always a fun time out here and on that note we are 